Welcome to Tough Love Podcast with me, Marie Blackman, matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. And me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and relationship specialist. So this week, Maraid, we are going to talk about being single. As I say, the good, the bad, and the very challenging of it. Um, I think it's really important. First of all, it's obviously International Singles Day coming up this week. But also, uh, I think it's really important that um, anyone listening sort of gets gets it clear that that we see being single as being a very positive thing at the at particular points in your life but the kinds of people that we tend to be working with are people who are a little bit tired of being single and are struggling to find love so so I suppose the podcast is situated a little bit around that I think that's that's yeah. reasonable to you I do absolutely and I think as well it's important like we talk so much about dating okay but we don't talk about love Like there's very few studies done on love, like all the songs in the world are about love, but actually the falling in love, the vulnerability of being in love, um, you know, how to find it, um, how to keep it, all of those different things. We talk about the relationship side of it, but the actual little nugget there of love as well. Can we just talk for a moment about the importance, Mairead, we've talked about this a lot, about the real positive factors of being single because yeah. there are times in your life when being single is imperative Yes, you know when you're trying to we all know not only sometimes just to get over a breakup you know I've always I always find myself encouraging people take that break take that time find yourself be mm-hmm. yourself for a while don't be don't be anybody's anybody don't be pleasing anybody you know just tune into you what you want things you want to do. You often talk about go to the spa, be lovely to yourself. Yeah, go on dates <laughs> with yourself. Yeah. All of those Indulge. things. Yeah. Like there can be an over-focus on the coupledom and I get that. Um, and I think there's something quite negative about it if you can't find that comfort level with being on your own. Because I think it's, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people forget to consciously think of who they are and who they want to be. And it's not that you're trying to contrive it, but very often when you've been growing up, okay, so you were in school, you had your limits in school, then you maybe went to college, then you maybe met somebody, then you're automatically part of your personality as their girlfriend or their boyfriend. And you are the whoever you are to your family. I don't know if many people here, you know, when you haven't met like school friends for a long time and then you've gone off and done your work stuff and your life stuff and your romantic stuff and everything and you come back and you meet them and like they're not the same person and you're not the same person and it's hard to find that level but I think it's really important that you're conscious about who you are because a lot of people and I've seen it a huge amount have had very serious relationships in their 20, early 20s I would say yeah. and they're not really sure who they are afterwards and therefore I find or I have observed that very often they stay single for a very long time. So I think it's nice to consciously mm-hmm. decide who you are and the different areas of your life. Yeah. And you often also see the complication if people have never had an opportunity to be single. Yes. And uh, I see that quite a lot. People who've met somebody very early, they've stayed in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And and then they move to the wobble point where they feel, ooh, I kind of, I only knew how to, you know, I, I'm more a girlfriend than yes. I am me. And, and that's a pity because ultimately you've got to be able, you've got to be able to manage you. You've got to be able to be happy. You know, even though we're happy in relationships, we need to be able to be happy alone, steering our own ship, controlling our own lives in many ways. And, yeah. and I always think like relationships are more like 
two trains, you know, on a track and they intertwine and keep kind of kissing and moving apart and like at junctions and moving apart rather than, uh, you know, a double carriage train that's all going in the same direction, entirely enmeshed and and unindividuated. Do you know And also out of control, because sometimes you yes, you do kind of take on someone else's personality or you take on like, you know, the the big C word is coming into this time of year, you know, um, but like you take on other people's traditions, you like you are who they expect you to be, all of those things. Very often, actually, as well, life coaches will say you should look at your life, um, you know, under eight different headings. So them being personal development, relationships, health, self-care, home life, free time, finances and career. So we are coming into a time of year, like let's face it, we're now, it's International Singles Day um, this week, it's the 11th of November, but we are coming into a time where we have that little bit of quietness between Christmas and New Year, especially if you're single because it's quite a family orientated time. But I would say embrace it with like both hands and consciously decide who you're going to be for the year ahead, who you want to be, um, and and make the changes under those headings. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. the most important being love. Like we hear so much about wellness when we see all these conferences on wellness and festivals on wellness and everything. They're talking about yoga, healthy eating, what to wear, um, sleep, everything. There's none of them really talking about the importance of love and romantic relationships for your well-being and your happiness. And that's why we come in. You're 100% right. And, you know, I know we shout this flag, but I know it having done 30 years of therapy with people. Relationships are at the center of everything. And they are absolutely at the core of your happiness. And we've all the research to show us that, that people who have been, you know, I've mentioned this piece of research before, after 50 years, having been checked every five years, people Mm -hmm. are asked, you know, various points, what, what makes them happy? And it always comes back to the quality and depth of their relationships, not only romantic relationships, all friendships and relationships. So we are in the business of helping people really to make that positive and better. And being yourself, learning to be your yourself and being self-aware, which is what you're talking about. Um, And there's a time when you have to develop that and that is in your single phase. Stephanie, as a therapist, um, is there anything that you see that really blocks people from finding love? Oh, 100%. I see see a number of things and I suppose the most obvious of them is letting the past affect the present. It is when people cannot let go of, I suppose you would say, um, hurt from the past, be that just another negative kind of relationship where something really went wrong and where the person was hurt and where they bring that forward into their expectation for the next relationship. Now, you're supposed to learn as you go. We understand that. But it is... It's about really tarring everybody with the same brush. Just because one person was mean to you, one person was hurt to you, hurtful to you. I know that you carry the hurt and a part of you is trying to self-protect and avoid re-experiencing that. But you have to be careful. You have to be careful that you're not putting people down and judging them before they even have an opportunity to show them who you who they are. That's a big factor. So one is letting the past from your relationships come into the present. But the other, of course, is that you may have a pattern coming from your childhood mm-hmm. that is damaging your ability to trust, 
your ability to be vulnerable. Because when you're when you are at any level of relationship, even I've noticed it recently with people in the dating phase, when you lean in even at that very initial level, that proximate, you know, when people are close to you, mm-hmm. when when you are talking about yourself, opening yourself up, there is there is an echo in you of how this has felt before and how this felt as a child. So if yes. you felt safe, you'll be open and secure and direct. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't feel safe, you'll be guarded and careful. Yeah. And none of those things are wrong. They're, they're not wrong, but you have to be careful not to damage what you're trying to do. Some of it is just to protect yourself and that's fine, but you've got to be careful how you steer it and you don't spoil it with before you let things evolve a little bit. For every consultation, I ask people what, you know, what type of personality they have. And it's interesting to see how people describe themselves. But like one of the things I ask them, are you more an introvert or an extrovert? And very often they'll tell me that they're an extrovert when it comes to work. Because guess what? They've been forced to develop that and they've had to, you know, hit the ground running and do whatever they need to do in their business life. But when it comes to their personal life, they're more introvert. And the reason being is they have not developed their romantic or dating personality. And if you're wondering kind of what that is, you know, if you're going on a date, you need to be fun and have fun. You need to be engaging in a conversation. You need to make yourself sound somewhat interesting. You know, if somebody says to you, what are your hobbies? And you're like, I don't have any. Actually, the last person I met for a consultation today told me they don't have any hobbies. And I was like, well, there's the the first place you need to change, you know, because they're working so much. And so what happens is when you're on date and you get a little bit nervous, if you're all you're doing is working and not having any fun, what happens then is when you get slightly nervous or you get stuck for something, you default back into your work personality. And all of a sudden, especially for women, they are now in their masculine energy. And so therefore the whole date is not going to go well after that. Like yeah. it's hard to pull yourself back out of that when the conversation is going down a rabbit hole about work. Like you shouldn't really be talking about work. Mm. Work is not your personality type. Work is only an element of your day to day life. Yes, but it's also a kind of a defended personality. You know, it's a version of you and that's fine. It's a good version yes. of you. I have a work personality. You know what I mean? We have a work yeah. A work mode, and that's really good. But in your work mode, you're not being vulnerable and open and yes. fully you. Like the professional veneer is a veneer. It's, yes. a, it's, a, it's a set of skills that we bring into play. But in a date and in love, you have to be authentic. You have yes. to be you. You have to be able to expose, let that person through, show mm-hmm. who you are and show it early. Yes, and I think that that is you know, part of dating and you have to be open to to kind of letting them see who you are. Like yeah. the, the six main characteristics that everybody looks for in a partner, someone that's kind, happy, healthy, looks after their appearance, is ready to date and has good values. Now that's the overall, it's not the female and the male um, kind of veer offs. But what happens is what I say to people is like, tell, you can't just say, oh, I'm a really kind person because, okay, we're all kind. You know, everybody thinks they're great. So give examples of that. When you're having a conversation, you know, tell them about the part of your personality that are kind that give them examples through stories and like if you think of what dating is dating is stories you know i'm you meet up with your partner you're chatting away to them you're telling them a story of your day you're telling them a story of your childhood you're telling them a story about when you met your friend from for coffee earlier and how her story is and those sorts of things so i think it's important to develop your dating and your romantic personality another thing i see a lot is um people not aligning 
their life to where they want it to be. So I think a lot of people are like, well, I'll change when I meet somebody. And so I see a lot of people that have no roots. If you say to them, where do you live? Well, I live in Dublin this part of the week and then I go home for that part of the week. But then I travel for work and they just have no roots. And like if you're going to date someone, you say, where do you live? And they can't even tell you where they live. Why are you going to invest in that person? So what I would say to you is if you are single and you are looking to find love, please decide how you want your life to be and where you want it to be and then go there and start living life. Put down your roots, find, join groups and organizations, have become part of a community and start dating in that area. Now, obviously take into consideration the probability of finding love. So if you're like moving down to rural Ireland and there's 10 people in the village, maybe be a little bit more conscious about that or how you're going to realign your life to increase the probability of finding love. Um, But I, that, you know, that is something... Can I touch in on that? Just, yes. you know, when you're saying yes. there, I think it's really good because really what you're also saying and funny, I've encountered it a few times in the last few days in sessions, and that is the passivity that people, the, the approach, the passive approach that people sometimes have yes. to life and to love, which is they kind of just hope it'll happen. And yeah. um, that's one of the big things that stops people, you know, from finding love is having this sort of completely fa- a fatalistic kind of notion mm-hmm. about life that things happen, you know, if they're meant to happen, they happen. Not really, not my experience, not something I've seen people get. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's it's more that which is what you're touching on, Mairead, there is making things happen. Now, I'm not saying forcing, forging, but being active in your own life, in making the life you want. And that's what you're saying there. And I just, just yes, yes to that. Yeah, like stop waiting. Nobody's coming. Nobody's just going to say, right, come on, we're going to have the life you want now. If anything, if you're not living the life that you want right now, you're going to end up living someone else's dream when you do meet them. So it's really, just really focus on that. Um, Next is cutting out anyone or anything that does not like serve this journey. So if you're conscious about what you're looking for in life and the type of love that you want and the type of person that you would like to meet and how you want to feel in your relationship, all of which are extremely important, um, you need to start cutting out things that don't do that. I know pretty much after my first follow-up call with clients, whether or not they're going to succeed. Yeah. Pretty much, I would say 95% of the time. One, by how quickly they meet up after the first date. Two, about how each other talk about each other. Three, about how comfortable the other one is about where they are. So um, I was talking to a gentleman last week and he said I went on a really lovely date with a girl Um, I we met up a second time and I'm not sure after that she said we might meet up next week or the week after. As far as I'm concerned, that's over now. Bar, like she was yeah. going away and everything, but when you really like someone, you're like, great, when would suit you? There's no element of doubt that you're not yeah. going to, to yeah. make that work. People are like not missing opportunities as well. Like there's people yeah. that just are. So isn't that about being guarded? Isn't that isn't that some, sometimes people use rejection and slowing things down as a kind of a defense? You know, I don't need you. No, I don't need you. I'm uh, I'm not letting this intrude in my life. This is uh, I'm busy. Um, yeah. All these messages, which are in many ways saying to somebody maybe lovely, you're not a priority. Um, 
although you're defended, and I understand you might be defended because you're protecting yourself, but the message to the nice guy who you're trying, who's trying to make a play with you and respond mm-hmm. really well to you, the message is, I'm too busy for you. Um, yeah. I'm not making space for this relationship. And smart people move on. Yeah, and that, like, if you are questioning whether or not this is going to go places, it's not. Yeah. When you yeah. meet somebody, you know if you're going to be a priority in their life or not. Like there was no question that there should be no question whether or not you're going to be a priority in their life. They should be making dates to you. They should be consistent about turning up. All of those things. If you are questioning it, you need to cut them off. Now, if it's a case that they say to you, I am out of the country next week and I'm not sure what day I'm back because I'm working on a project, but I will contact you on Wednesday and we'll arrange something for the weekend. That's okay. Mm. Because they've delivered the message to you. Listen to them, th- listen to the words they've said. But if you, they say, oh, we must meet up again soon. We must grab a coffee in the next few weeks. What does that mean? What are you, why are you even looking at your phone to see if the text for? Delete the number. Yeah. Wish them the yeah. best and off you go. I see so many people holding on to that. Another thing there as well that I'm going to throw in is cut anyone um, or anything out of your life that doesn't serve the journey. There's a lot of people out there that are the third person in a relationship. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're sort of always with a couple. Is that what you're thinking? No, I no. mean that they're, they, they are the affair. Oh yeah, of course. And what I'm saying to you there is prioritize yourself. Okay. I really would say prioritize yourself. You deserve to be the number one person. Okay. Now I know some people are saying, well, what about the original wife? What about the original husband? And everything like that. We're talking to each individual here. Mm. So if they are single, the chances are that they're that person. And so what I'm saying to you is, unless they are part of this journey and you are going to get to where you want to be. Okay. Like I just, you be need, real. Yeah. You need to be real about who you are. And yeah. so I think it's really important to, um, to anybody that is in that position, like choose yourself. I think what you're saying as well, and I know it's it's a sort of a delicate one because it is, yeah. um, because I don't want any woman. Well, first of all, I don't, I just don't judge really. Um, or a man, uh, or a man yeah. for any of these. Yeah. I've, I've met everybody and all their. I and I lovely, so have I. Lovely and formats I, with this, but I, I only have you, kindness and love for all of them because yes, it's a difficult a, journey. There's a lot of hurt in it. There's a lot of pain in it. And um, and the longer it goes on, the more entrenched you will be because you've, you're invested. Just mm-hmm. be careful. If it's what you want and you feel you can manage it, yes, fine. But be very careful about believing that people will leave or are going to leave. They often don't. Very often don't. Um, also, if you, if you are expecting things to sort of develop in a particular way, they may not. And what you have to ask yourself is, are you, are you doing this instead of being actively single and going out and really finding what you want? Yes. I know it's hard, but that is something you have to ask yourself because you're certainly not going to find love when you, if you are preoccupied in a half situation. Yes. Um, next one's a little bit more fun. Learn to flirt. Like the amount of people that I say to them, how are you at flirting? And they're like, oh, I would rather die. So like if you are single, 
like for life, even for business, learn how to flirt. It's a bit of fun. You know, that doesn't mean you need to be throwing yourself at someone. But like learn how to flirt, learn a bit of body language, learn a little bit of subliminal messages. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, you will thank me for all areas of your life. It's no harm to be able to read body language. It's no harm to be able to read eye contact, give a little winky smile and everything like that. You you will get much further in life if you know how to do it. It's about being light. Isn't it? Isn't you're, it? You're, you're saying but, it's also about being like, now some people, for some people, that's a big and playful. challenge. Yeah, you know, but I'm playful. Yeah, and playful. And that's, um, it's a nice part of your personality. I have to say, I feel mm-hmm. I'm, you know, although I work in a serious way, I, I've quite a, a sort of a light side to me. And yes, um, but I certainly know for, for some people that doesn't come easily. Yes. Um, and, uh, but I think it's also, it's, you know, even flirt maybe puts a different word on it. Maybe even just to put the word in of find the child in you, find yeah. the, find the fun. Fact. Yes. Find, find what it is that makes you sort of feel uh, giddy and, uh, and that it's easy to enjoy yourself and bring that to the kind of dates and life that you want, you know, bring it in. Yeah. That's really what you're saying. Um, I think so. Just have fun, be playful, you know, stop taking life so seriously. If you're fun, the chances are people will talk to you more. If you're fun, the chances are they're going to ask you out on a date, which is part of it. And one thing that I often say to people is women often say to me they were out on Saturday night and that nobody came over and talked to them. But actually flirting doesn't start with the guy coming over to talk to you. Flirting starts with you giving him uh, like some level of eye contact so that he understands that if he comes across the room, you're not going to tell him to... You know, it's a, that's it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, funny, I, I really noticed the absence of flirting, um, at a certain point. And I think it was about, it's about 10 years ago, but you know, flirting was much bigger. Yes. In our, in my, you know, and I'm sort of the 25 years more than you or whatever, you know, yes, it's, it was much bigger. You I mean, you couldn't go into a lift that you wouldn't be flirted with, you know, that you wouldn't. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Constant. What? I'm not saying I was Marilyn Monroe, you know, <laughs> but uh, definitely, you know, the chat up was kind of always and it was always that little lift and little compliment and kind of reminded you of your kind of sexual you, you know. And whereas I think I, I do think maybe we've tripped into something here and that is that we're very compartmentalized now. You know, it's it's you're you're out there on a date having fun or yes. you're not. Those, do I, you think... It's got cut, you know what I mean? It's got cut off. Yes. I'm really interested in that though, Stephanie. Do you think it's partly one because there's now women in the, more women in the workplace, maybe like on a, a senior level, like obviously the HR side of it, the Me Too movement, things like that. Oh yeah. Like I often get guys coming to me and they say they're afraid to flirt, that they're like, oh, I could never flirt the lady because Definitely. work, you know, they're so rigid about it. Like it's actually yeah. funny. I, when you're, when I'm at my granddad, who's 95, Mm. He actually flirts like he's a 95 year old oh. man and he flirts. So he does and, with and like he, coffee he lady. All the lines and they love it. They absolutely love it. And yeah. I'm in stitches laughing going, granted, <laughs> yeah. 95, but, you know, but they have all the lines because they, they did it, you know, and yes. uh, I just think it's it's quite interesting. And I think it's and I, when you talked earlier about the personality type, you know, and the way people are have different kind of personas, which we do. Mm-hmm. But because life is so deep you know, divided one from the other and separated, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way, our kind of uh, dating, loving kind of style of person is very separated 
from our yes. business side in a way that it probably never has been before. So, of course, you have to we have to put the appropriateness in there. We don't want you flirting with every guy at the at the um, well. There's no harm. In copier, <laughs> but we don't want you to be up for sexual harassment. Let's no, of course not. Cuts, no. cuts both ways, but uh, and it very much cuts both ways. I've I've dealt with a few incidents in the workplace where. It was, it's you know, women coming on to the younger guys. What's and that movie, that the uh, Christmas movie? Is it, um, what you call it, Bad Bosses or something like that? Where it's yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see that. With us, but anyway, it's just... I think I might like it. But um, yeah. <laughs> yes, careful of that. Um, one of uh, one of the other, other things I suppose I'd just like to mention about um, what I find puts people off is and, and stops them from finding love is they do get tired. And I think we yes. have to acknowledge that. I think that's a really good point, Stephanie. I they think... get tired trying and they're emotionally tired. Yeah. So, OK, we don't give single people mm-hmm. um, enough credit for all of the mini traumas and all of the mini yes. moments of. So I'm going to give you an example of this. You're single. You're a little bit lonely. In most cases, most people that come to me are now a little bit lonely. I'm not saying that everybody yeah. is. It's people in marriage that are lonely, but sing- when you're single, there is a lonely time. You're mm-hmm. chatting away to someone for a few days and you feel there's a little bit of a connection there. There's a bit of banter going over and back and you're enjoying the flirt. You say goodnight to them, you go off to sleep and you wake up in the morning to see if there's a message from them and they have deleted you. Yes. And, and that's I don't, I don't care how emotionally resilient you are. Yeah, there's a little. If anybody's single, knows this. There's a little pain in your heart that yeah. just drops, and you're like, "Yuck!" It's just yuck. I could well, nearly die thinking about it because it's just horrible. Mm. So, how then are you supposed to later on that day go right back up on the bike? Let's go again. You know. Yeah. And imagine this. And the thing with online dating is because it's so quick, you have all of these regular rejections, all of these regular. And the thing is, oh, yeah. he might have been talking or she might have been talking to four or five people and just one is after connecting and they're going off a different direction. You yeah. may have said a joke last night where they actually laughed at it and you think they laughed at it. So you're, you're gauging this over text message and then they disappeared off the face of the earth. And it is so difficult to get to start as motivated as you are straight yeah. back into it. I actually was speaking to a gentleman today and he's gone on a few dates. Now, I one of the things is he's probably one of the nicest men. And I'm not saying maybe I'm going to say genuinely loveliest guys that I have met in a long time. OK, mm-hmm. and he's gone on a few dates and it just and it's smaller than a handful, I'd say, but it just hasn't worked out so far. And I actually rang him this morning to say, you are not to get disheartened. Like, just do not get disheartened. There's one thing I know for sure. When I have clients that are as genuinely lovely as you are, they meet their person. They yeah. genuinely do. You know, just so you're able to there. encourage him. Yes. And he said, I just was thinking I might put it on pause till after Christmas. And I said, take two weeks and we'll have another conversation in two weeks time. I said, because I'm telling you now, you don't want a half. Yes, you want a hell yes. And so Mm. just take a break. So if you are getting exhausted and emotionally exhausted, take a pause. But you were to put a time cap on it because two weeks turns into two months, two months turns into six months very quickly. So and, if you're, and you're, you're become weakened by it. 
you do. So you need to go, right, I'm going to take this length of time. You need to do a bit of work on yourself and then relaunch, maybe reset up your online dating profile, maybe organize some nights out with the girls or guys and maybe start some new activity where you're going to meet people all of those things yeah. but yes Stephanie it is emotionally no. but your it's poor heart draining. I just wanted to say something which you mentioned about the, the, the mini traumas and you're completely right it's the disheartened disappointing um, but what what can change that for people and yes if you're burnt out you need to take a break absolutely right <laughs> but it's what you tell yourself about that um, that makes the difference the story in your head 100% story that determines most of your life you have to say to yourself, so you were talking to the guy yesterday, you thought he was, it looked like a bit of fun mm-hmm. and he blocked you this morning. Who cares? Yeah. You didn't, it wasn't going to work. Aren't you better to know Not your person. than to no. know in four weeks? So you either say to yourself, oh, oh God, there, I must have judged that wrong or I, I may be, or it's always me or I'm never lucky. So whatever you say to yourself is going to determine me, I personally would say, thanks be to Jesus, I didn't spend more than last night's half hour there. I could yeah. have spent all month yeah. and be a month before Christmas. So I always think over early, brilliant. I, I take, that as, take that as time saved. Definitely. And what I would also add to you is, as well. OK, so dating thing, you think of dating as two people. And one thing that I've definitely learned as a matchmaker is Dating is a selfish sport. So if you go out and play around golf, I don't know anybody who plays golf here. Um, I do. Um, but mm. when you go out and play golf, okay, you're kind of looking, you're all out playing golf, whatever. Nobody cares what everybody else is playing. You're just wondering how your own game of golf is going that day. Like, that's what yeah. most sport is. How are you that day? Like, unless it's a team sport, okay, that's fair enough. But if it's an individual sport, you're kind of thinking about how good you are. If you're ever in an art class, you don't care what everybody else is painting. You're looking at your own painting. That is what dating is. So when you start out dating someone, you're not thinking really, oh, I wonder, are they going to find love and everything? I'm really excited for them meeting me. You know, it's normally like, I hope they like me. Yeah, I hope they like me, all these things. But when it comes to it, the feedback is there. That if a couple and I'm ringing them for feedback and it doesn't work out, I would say only 20, 25% of the time is it something about the other person. It's the 75% if it's not working out is something within themselves. So they're thinking, I don't want to drive that far to meet them. I don't want to date someone that works those hours. It's nothing to do with them. It's that yeah. I don't want that. I, that doesn't fit my my motive. And in fairness, motivation, that, that's what, that's uh, no harm because yes, you should be picking the person that is right for you. So, but it's a matching business. Yeah, that's it's, it. And it's just a matching yeah. thing. And as you say, which I think is very comforting for people in a way, mm-hmm. that really the reason people don't often go forward is something you know nothing about. Nothing. Nothing. It's not about you. It's not that you weren't pretty enough, gorgeous enough, sexy enough, good, fun enough. It's not about that. It's about the fact that they've decided maybe, you know, you don't seem to maybe want a long term thing and they really do or vice versa. And it's their job to find the right one. And it's your job to find the right one. And it's about being in, you know, trying, I always try and encourage the girls and ladies that I work with and the men. It's about finding your own power, steering Mm -hmm. your own ship, choosing for yourself, selecting and deselecting and not getting into this passive. Oh, I hope it happens for me. I can tell you, honey, that's not the way 
it works and it will not work out for you. You have to put your hand on the wheel and you have to work this out for yourself. What you want, where you want to go in life, how things are going to work out. And when things don't work out well, learn from it and move on. Back on track, as mm-hmm. great, as you say, two weeks off and go forward. Now, I, and I have to say... I now, really only the two weeks of off if you feel you need it. If otherwise, yes, just course. get going. Absolutely, just get going. Um, stop kind of dwelling on it because, and especially if someone ghosts you, I know it's a horrible thing to do, you know, but realistically, dating is two people just getting to know each other. So you shouldn't be that overly invested in the process either. What I yeah. say to you is, if that's the case, you're probably not going on at least one date a month. You know, you should be going on at least one date a month because therefore, you know, you have the skills and this is part of developing yeah. your dating personality and skills you should be able to like there's a lot of people come to me and say to me oh I don't do online dating because I'm just not able to you know I'm not that's because you're not developing your personality that's because you're not like sitting down everybody's going to ask you you know what do you like to do for fun if you don't have that rhymed off if you don't do anything for fun guess what you're not really selling yourself people asking you what do you like to where do you like to go on holidays well I don't really go on holidays I haven't gone on holidays since before COVID like where is the fun People want to be with people that are fun. So um, instinctive match. Fun is the first match. Can we sit together a bit like we are here? Yeah. You know, bantering, being able to hear each other, being able to understand each other and see something fun going on. You know, if you can't do that, that's just basic, isn't it? It's kind of fun. Um, Can I can I say there's something I think that we can't leave this conversation talking about, and that is confidence and self-esteem. Yes, because they're they're obviously like a spinning coin. They're two sides of something similar. But um, you have to you have to work on your confidence. We all do all of the time. The reason we're confident about things is because we know we can do them or we we, we have proof to ourselves that of something that gives us confidence. All those mini wins along the way. Yes, the mini wins. Exactly. But self-esteem is about our kind of belief in ourselves, our trust in ourselves that we can do these things. So I think our self-esteem, we begin to doubt ourselves a little bit when we get as you say, a number of those mini knocks. And yes. I think you have to accept that, that it, and I think you, you've put that forward very well there, that, that in fact, people feel, you know, rocked by them. And it really is your self-esteem that's getting knocked. So people have to mind themselves, soothe themselves, tell themselves the right story and be very careful that you're not doubting yourself when you should be doubting others. One of the things and the exercises I get people to do at the very early stages of my masterclass is to write out a list of all the reasons why you be, you are an amazing partner in the present tense. And the reason I do, Stephanie, is for those days that you get knocked, like remembering, yeah. like remembering who the hell you are. Like, you know, some guy that you never met on the internet is after ghosting you. Like you never met him. You don't even know that's his real photograph and you're letting yourself get knocked back for two, three months about it. So when it comes to confidence and self-esteem and things like that, the only way you're going to get better at dating is by doing more of it. It's like practice makes perfect with everything. And so get out there more, talk to more people, um, go on more have, dates. Have more wins. Have more have wins. Have more wins. Don't, don't just over-focus on the one that went wrong. Try and just have mini wins. It, yes. if, you have a, if you have an enjoyable evening, that's enough. It doesn't yeah. always have to be soulmate. It doesn't always have to be that. And, and one small thing about, I hear people talking an awful lot about soulmates and you can't find a soulmate 
if you're not prepared to completely be authentic and show who you are. Mm-hmm. I see people quite often, you know, making up little versions and being a little defended and and all of that. And I know you have to be careful. I accept that. But but you can still safely be you. And yeah. I often encourage people, you know, ask, lean in, ask the, you know, somebody can lead, a, you know, they set the level of discussion. You know, you can talk about what's in the news or you can talk about what's in your heart. Yes. You can talk about what's in the news or you can talk about what you dream about and and the life you you hope you have, a regret you have. I'm not saying that you confide everything in days one, but you can lift the conversation up or down accordingly. Yes. And let's see what this person brings to the table. Now, there's two elements to that. And actually, I came across something recently and I just have it here in front of me. Um, five questions to ask yourself about your partner right now. Now, we are talking about singles. So there's five of these. I'm going to blast down through them. But the third one is kind of touching on what you said there. So, you know, if you're wondering if you're in the right relationship or not, if someone told you you're like your partner, would it be a compliment? I think that's mm-hmm. like a very deep question, you know. Yeah. Two, are you truly fulfilled or just lonely. Yeah. So even when we're dating, you know, if you are thinking to yourself and going on three, four, you know, dates with people, or if you're getting into something with them, are you just lonely or are they actually kind of filling your cup basically? And three, this is what kind of just one, what kind of reminds me to go through this. Are you able to be unapologetically yourself or do you feel you need to show up differently to please your partner? There's two things there mm-hmm. is one your self-esteem. So do you feel you're good enough or are you actually pretending to be somebody else? But also too, if you feel like you need to be somebody else or big yourself up, are they the right person for you? Definitely not. uh, Definitely. There you go. And you say it regularly. And you know what as well? I would 100% agree. And it will never last. It will never last. All what happens is, Maureen, I, I meet, you know, these lovely people all of the time. They spend time not making the decision to make it over. Yes. And now they're six months down and they're more hurt. That's it. And you're just wasting each other's time because if you're not time, able to be unapologetically yourself, you're not being yourself and therefore you're not the, you're not the person that they think they're dating. But not only that, you're not able to. Like one thing I love about being in love is the person that I am when I'm in love. Yeah. You know, that's that that's the relationship that I'm actually able to be the person that I am. And it's so, you know, more yourself. That's it. And it's great because they make me feel fabulous. But actually, I love who I am. Yeah. And it's, and it's such a lovely, safe place. Um, I'll continue on these because some people might be interested in number four. Are you in love with your partner now? Um, as they are exactly today or only with their good side or their potential or the idea of who they could be. Mm-hmm. And five, would you want your future child or imagined child to date someone just like them? Mm-hmm. That's now, like what we would call a stress test. It is a stress test, but I'll tell stress you one test. thing. If you're with the wrong person, you'll be very stressed after reading that. Yeah, exactly. Well, it'll it'll come right out. That's it. Look, Mairead, I feel we've covered quite a good amount of things for single people today. And um, uh, I think that it's, you know, it's each one has, you know, we've talked about these things in many different versions, but I just Mm -hmm. think it's, it's useful maybe to package them together for singles day. And, um, and I would just encourage anyone out there, if you want love, 
Don't give up. Keep trying. You have to keep trying. It doesn't happen. Nobody comes in the in the letterbox. And certainly not nowadays. And yes. uh, mind yourself and be kind to yourself and be good to yourself. And you often talk about dating yourself. I know it's kind of. Yes. Treat yourself. Be good to yourself. Make sure you have a gorgeous Saturday lined up, a gorgeous Sunday lined up. You can't you have to make your life the way you want it. And whatever partnership comes your way, they enhance it and you enhance theirs. But you've got to have a whole life to bring to the table. I agree with all of that. OK, and what I would say to you is just use this time so wisely to decide who you want to be, what you want where you want to go, where your boundaries are. For a lot of people are very bad at their boundaries. Think of then as well, what you'll wear in these dates, where you want to go on these dates. Um, date yourself. Go to places that you like going to already. Stop waiting until this happens. Start living that life now. Have fun. Be fun. And most of all, believe and just keep going. Because if I genuinely believe it. If you believe that you're going to find love, if it's really there, you're going to keep going. But as soon as you start giving up on it, it you know, there's, there's no point. You just need to, to just keep going. And I think if you're your most kind and happy and fun self and show love is what I would say, bring love to your own relationships, friendships, family, all of those sorts of things. It In all its versions. I really saying. do. I really I, believe I it. I've seen it so many times. You're saying kind of touch into that soft side of yourself. Yes. It the feminine energy if you're a female and then the masculine energy if you're a man, but the, the kindest version, loveliest version of yourself. That doesn't mean the good yes. girl. It doesn't mean no. they, like selling yourself. It's just the kindest, loveliest version well, of yourself. Well, in a way, what you're saying, which brings us right back to where we started, you cannot find love if you are not willing to be a little vulnerable. Exactly. And if if it's too painful for you and you feel too vulnerable and you feel too too, too sort of raw. Well, then maybe you shouldn't be trying. Maybe you should be fixing the rawness. But yes. otherwise, I would say to you, you have to be able to be a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I really hope this has been helpful. I loved chatting it out today, Mairead. How Love about it. you? Yeah, I really did. Thank you, everybody, for listening and happy Singles Day. Thank you, Mairead. Mm-hmm.